This is Alex Perillo. I'm excited to be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you have been coming to Inman Connect. Now, Connect is coming to you. Find details at Inman.com. Have a great day. Hi, this is Brad Inman with my Daily Dispatch. I'm super excited today to have an entrepreneur with me who is breaking new ground in the whole rental scene, which has always been clunky and not easy for an everyday renter to find an apartment, but also just to close it and move in. And Anthemis Georgianos has a vision of making it as easy to rent an apartment as it is to book a hotel. He's the founder and CEO at Zumper, has been at it for some seven years, and I'm so happy. Greetings, Anthemis, how are you? Thanks for having me, Brad. Great to be here. And am I, am I, did I do my pronunciation right? Of What is that, a Greek name? Yeah, it's confusing. Greek name, British accent. Uh, yeah, I my, like that. My father is from Cyprus, the small islands in the Mediterranean. So long Greek gotcha. name. Well, that gives you authenticity origin, or originality, I should say here. You're not like John originality Jones. Originality for sure. Founder <laughs> of Zumper. Yeah, that's great. And you look like you're in an apartment in, uh, you told me, Coal Valley, San Francisco, right? Yes. So I live in Coal Valley, San Francisco uh, with my wife and my two and a half year old son. So it's been a, oh it's God. been an amazing time to spend more time with my son, but it's uh, the balance has been hard for all of us. Well, you know, my son has a two year old and he went from sweetie pie to terrible twos. And honestly, it's been really challenging for my son with this kid bouncing off the walls in a, you know, a decent apartment, but a relatively small apartment in San Francisco. I mean, oh boy, it's been hard. So I, I assume you're having similar experiences. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, it's, it's been back to the early days of Zumper where I ended up working till two or three in the morning every night. Like it's happening uh -huh. again, because obviously my wife and I are sharing uh, childcare during the day. I mean, the upside is I've had breakfast, lunch, and dinner with my son every day for six weeks, and that has just been wonderful. Um, wow. The downside is, yeah, the struggle is, well, you parents know, or kind of pet owners know as well, it is, it is a real balance, and um, we, uh, we're still trying to get better at it. The one thing I've given in on is screen time, I'm sure, for all the parents listening in, like, we, we really tried not to let my son watch too much TV or play on his iPad too much, but um, this has changed that. It's not like he's watching TV all day, but we've definitely loosened up allowing him to watch like nature documentaries or play like Khan Academy, like numbers games on his oh, iPad. Yeah. You've got to survive. You know, I've been urged, my son has typical San Franciscan. He has exactly the same with his wife, the philosophy you have. And I said, hey, listen, Cal, this is the Corona year. This is 2020. Do it for the summer. Let give him an iPad. <laughs> give yourself some relief. I promised you it won't destroy you. Look at Tootie. you, Cal. You did great, and you were looking at TV. Anyway. <laughs> hey, let's jump in. Uh, you've got some pretty interesting current data because you're you're first. Tell us what Zumper is. Easy as uh, you know, make it as easy to rent an apartment as book a hotel room. What does that actually mean? Yeah. So uh, where first and foremost. Most people know Zumper is just a, a real estate rental platform. So a place to go search for your next apartment uh, to rent across the US. And we had uh, 57 million Americans use Zumper last year uh, to oh search God. for their next 57 home. 57 million. Yeah. So we, we have a lot of, I think we're the largest privately held 
company now. Um, there's obviously still like Zillow and CoStar in our space. Um, but in terms of the startup and privately held world, we're now the largest in terms of like our, our traffic. So we're pretty big. Um, but in terms of the vision, like you mentioned, Brad, uh, to make renting an apartment as easy as booking a hotel, we've been building these digital transaction tools to help people actually meet at the bottom of the funnel, whether it's, you know, small landlords, property managers, realtors who just manage the lease transaction. Like how can you make it much more joined at the bottom and allow a renter to walk into an open house, tap two buttons and be done. And so um, COVID-19 has obviously been an interesting time where we've seen people who said no to us because of digitizing real estate for a very long time have suddenly become enormous adopters of what we do. I think the biggest question we have is like, does this continue post COVID? Uh, is this a trend that they're just taking advantage of now because they have to, or can we show them enough value that they understand that there's no way back and that this is the future? Well, I know realtors really well, and I think if they adopted it and it worked, I guarantee you, you're going to have them involved at least. But I guess it's the consumer. Well, they remember next time they look for an apartment, right? That's what's important to you. Yeah, what's funny about the consumer is I wish the consumers would come to Zump because they can book like a subset of our apartments. They can literally reserve it like they'd reserve like a hotel or an Airbnb. Um, but actually all the consumer cares about is choice. Like Zumper's number one job is to show the consumer every single house or apartment rental in the US. The more important side is like who brings supply. So whether it's the landlord, the property manager, the agent, whoever brings supply on, they're the ones we really need to like convince to transact digitally. If you have those people, then you're good. And I think back to DocuSign, you know, Brad, we were in your incubator way back right. uh, in 2013. And I remember like some of the examples you guys brought to us and one was DocuSign and how, how much the NAR and uh, people uh, were so skeptical of like non-wet signatures. And obviously that world has changed drastically uh, yep. since, since 2013. I feel the same with like the full on rental transaction. This is not something that has to be conducted behind the scenes on a desk. Yeah. So if my, my realtor in LA, I'm going to tell him about it when we get off this call, his name is Steve. If Steve was to use Zumper, he would sign up for the platform or would he, he would list my house. Would he, are there tools? What would that realtor do to assist him and, in running my house and uh, wearing yeah sure yeah he'd go to zumper.com uh forward slash manage or just go to zumper.com and, and click like kind of manage my listings or post the listing and he'd be able to uh post the listing for free uh we syndicate that listing to zumper Padmapper, our other brand and then also to facebook marketplace where we have a relationship with facebook uh we populate uh, a lot of their marketplace for rentals and then for any uh leads that came in uh he can pre-screen them he can run full-on tenant screening using our partner TransUnion, which is all in the product. And he can also set up his you, his client, for collecting rent uh, from these renters. So full-on end-to-end. And in the coming days, we're going to be announcing some more stuff that really kind of uh, takes all of the human element out of this because we know people can't tour in person. And there are clearly other things we can do to help them get comfortable making digital lease transactions online, even if renters haven't seen the unit. It's probably like putting them all in different places. He's probably got a spreadsheet. He's probably got a bunch of emails. He's got a bunch of inquiries. He's, you know, I, I don't know what he uses, uh, but what you say you offer is the way to take all of that spaghetti and neatly lay out it in the 
the pasta dish for himself and for uh, the consumer, right? That's a better way of pitching it. I like that. Yeah, and, and we've had this uh, some of these tools for a while, but like even when we were in the Inman Incubator, for example, you know, we yep. had like, you know, like 50,000 users a month. So like we had great tools for landlords and, and agents, but we couldn't really like deliver them that many leads. So they had to get their leads from elsewhere and then bring them into our tools. Now we're big. So now we have like a, a lot of users a month. And uh, so not only do we give tools, but we can create more of a closed platform where people can transact just on us and they don't need to go elsewhere. So look, there's still, there's still Zillow, they're a formidable player. There's still CoStar, they're a formidable player, but Zump is now kind of the largest private company going up against them. And yeah, it's kind of fun. We enjoy it. Good. Go after them. Go after the big so guy. We're doing, we're doing our best. And Demas, tell me this, you got some good insight into what, how the market's behaving. Um, how is the market, the rental market, um, you know, what's, what's going on around the country? Um, you know, we kept seeing in most urban areas, rents rising, um, you know, it, it was tough for people to find, particularly where you're living, an affordable apartment. Uh, but obviously there's been a blow to the rental market. What, what, give us a taste of the, the rental market in the last 60 days. And how, how do you think it's going to shape up the rest of the summer with this crazy, you know, collapsing economy? Yeah. Um, so a couple of trends we've seen, and then I'll come back to your macro point. So we, we launched Zumper the first four years in 2013. So this is kind of, we've been at it for seven, seven and a half years. And this is the single biggest decline we've ever seen in rental prices. I think we, a lot of people were expecting a downturn at some point, even before COVID, but the um, downturn in like markets like San Francisco, which are very supply constrained, there's no new buildings going up and people are sticking through rent control. The, to see kind of 10 percentage point plus declines in rental prices in the last month or six weeks is like extraordinary. We've never seen anything like that. And um, it's it's showing no signs of let up. So I don't think there's gonna be some massive uh, crash where like rentals go down by like 50% in major markets. I think that's like impossible, but you're definitely seeing the effects of like uh, pressure on landlords around prices that in markets yeah. like San Francisco, we've just never had another data point that came out uh, last uh, month was that I think uh, just sort of uh, is that it just short of or just over 30% of renters uh, missed rent payments last month across the US or uh, contributed less than their monthly rent to their landlords. Those, those numbers are slightly sensationalist because every month there's a percentage of renters who are doing this. So it's not quite as steep as going from zero to 30. But I think you're seeing across both multifamily and, and single family, a huge pressure on uh, on people who lost their jobs um, with those eye-watering unemployment numbers. And so uh, if you combine those two trends, renters missing rent, uh, shelter in place, not really allowing people to move, and then just generally people feeling shaky about their employment and the economy. It's had an enormous downward pressure it, on rents. Just, just like Corona or COVID froze the economy generally, all those elements, all that dynamic nature of a normal market is frozen, right? I mean, totally. I'm, I'm not going to move out of my apartment to a new apartment right now unless I have to. I also, one thing that I suspect hasn't happened historically in Themos happened is doubling up in a recession. So, you know, I can't pay my rent, so I move in with mom and dad. I can't pay my rent, so my sister and I go into one single apartment together. That's usually an economic consequence of a recession. Um, here, they can't do that, right? Yeah. <laughs> they can't move in with mom and dad quite yet. I mean, with 
it, you wonder what's going to happen when people can move. It will, what will that, you know, will the doubling up phenomenon? I'm just curious what you think might happen there. You've seen this stuff happen before. Yeah, I think there'll be a, I think there'll be a release of pent up demand. So um, whether it's people who then move in with their parents or people who actually consummate their move. Because, you know, for example, rentals, like, like most real estate, summer is busy season. A lot of rentals are driven by college migration. So like seniors oh. leaving college, MBAs leaving their second year. That pent up demand is still going to happen. And the majority of those people are still going to move to their city of choice. The biggest question is how many and employment will be the single biggest determinant of that. Like we've seen so many employers cancel offers uh, to new new joiners who are in their senior years, which is really sad. And uh, it's not something Zump is doing, but we understand why bigger companies are doing that. I think then Brad, back to your bigger question is like, what's the macro here? Cause that would define this. I think um, it's implausible to think that like, we're not going to be talking about this at the end of 2020. I, I'm an optimist and like, it's hard to imagine that I was Zumper, for example, we have a company of 200 people of which a hundred are in the Bay area. I've been telling my team, I cannot imagine we're going to be back in our office before September, even yeah. though Governor Newsom and Mayor Breed in California and San Francisco respectively are saying, you know, we're close and we're weeks away, not months away. You know, when shelter in place lifts, it's going to be gradual. It's going to go from zero to like, Hey, you can go and sit in a park with your friends. But yeah. I think crowded open houses, uh, crowding leasing offices and multifamily buildings. I think we're months off uh, returning to that. What, what do you think, Brad, out of interest? Yeah, I, you know, I heard B, then I went to you, and then it went, you know, it's kind of looked like, <laughs> like a flat line now. I think incremental, and I do know one thing historically, when an employer lays off people, um, before the, even when the economy roars back, they're slow to rehire because, you know, they've just lost a lot of profit their margins, you know, shrunk with no revenue. And so they don't like rush to, to hire everybody back. And that's one curiosity I have, because if they don't, I think there's been this idea that boom, everybody's back to work, boom, everybody's eating out in a restaurant, boom, we're all getting on airplanes. And I, I think like air travel, not everyone's going to jump on a plane. It really is a question of whether people will be hired back yep. and pace they're hired back. If people are employed, they rent, they buy houses. So my worry is the pace uh, that employers will, you know, yeah. act. Where will be the economic opportunity? I just think we don't know. I mean, I even hate to speculate because I just don't know. Um, but I, you know, I think housing, particularly rental housing. I mean, this is a basic need. You'll love this story. We had two people just randomly knock on our door, seeing if we'd rent our house where we are here in the desert. Wow. And uh, they were legitimate people. They weren't homeless they had a car out front it was a nice car and hi this is joe rand i'm excited i may be coming to your home soon for 25 years you have been coming to inman connect now connect is coming to you find details at inman.com what are you doing to go we're knocking on every house we like to see if they'll rent it another indicator just these are really short term but over the last 10 days, suddenly my realtor in LA has had a ton of inquiries about our little house. So I think maybe single family rentals will behave better here. Yep. 
uh, because people will have a little yard or they have a house or they have a balcony and the idea of density, I don't know. What do you think about that? Am I off there, Anthemos? No, no. I think I think there'll be an interesting trend of like de-urbanization. I, I don't think it's going to be sensationalist that like millennials yeah. and Gen Zs are suddenly going to leave cities. Like they're clearly yeah. not. Talk to my team. They cannot wait to go back to their bars and their dating life and all the good exactly. stuff they were doing. But yeah, I mean, like I live I live in San Francisco. Zumpa's based in Silicon Valley. There's a lot of people who've been attracted to places like silicon valley to make a quick buck but like it just doesn't make sense anymore the cost of living is so high the risk of like high density environments is so high i think you'll see these folks return to like arizona and denver and and places where they can have a yard and and bring up their kids and brad like one point you mentioned which i want to kind of highlight is will employers hire back as quickly as they fired or um, kind of within some speed and I think the, the honest answer is no. Um, it, it's like a really sad answer. But I talk to like a lot of um, companies that are bigger than Zumper in Silicon Valley. And like a lot of people had to do very large layoffs. And you, you kind of talk to them and you say, okay, cool. It's because of COVID. Like are these people coming back straight afterwards. And they say, no. They say, you know, we were bloated. And COVID is the occasion to do this. Um, but it's not always the reason. And I think there's well, been I think a- that's what it was is we built up our payrolls yep. uh, to map to the growth that we expected in 2020. I gave a speech in the stage of New York that laid out this unbelievable Pollyannish growth boom year, all cylinders marching in throughout the year because Q1 was turned, I was right on for 90 days and yep. dead wrong after that. So we're building up our payrolls to meet the growth demand. And so now no growth, Yep. That's the problem. I mean, that full employment was really mapped to, you know, incredible growth. And, you know, we haven't laid anybody off, so I, I feel really good about that. But it, it's going to be a big question. Let me ask you this, Nemos, really quick. I had a really good interview this week with uh, Pete Flint and Spencer Raskoff, Zillow and Trulia. And they talked a lot about their experience from the dot-com squeeze to the national recession to what they're seeing now. And they say the greatest innovation happens um, during these times and uh, all for different circumstances, but legacy companies tend to be on their heels and the entrepreneurs come in and take share. And that certainly happened with Truly and Zillow. Uh, If you look back to 9-11, you know, it happened in some of the stuff that I was doing then at HomeGain. It happened certainly uh, with the national recession. do you, you, you know a lot of tech guys and cool kids and people doing stuff and innovating in San Francisco, your ground level, you see that happening or are they strangled for money or is it, I mean, those guys sit there after making billions say that, but is that really the case? Is the entrepreneurial community, is that network, uh, are they full steam ahead or are they suffering like everybody? Uh, it's kind of both. I think you can have both at the same time. There are a lot of, first I'll start with the pessimistic view there are a lot of startups that are going to go under in the next six months. So yeah. a lot of the companies that I think uh, people are familiar with and have made jokes for years about, you know, every time you use this company service, you're basically getting free venture capital money to subsidize your, your meal or your ride. Yeah. I think um, there's a lot of companies that will survive. And then there's a lot of companies that have gone under already and the press just haven't got wind of it yet. So I think there'll be a lot of sadness up front in terms of innovation. It's, it's real. Yeah. Like, 
I, I look at like the, even using Zumper as an example, and, and luckily we just raised a large round and we're, we're pretty lean and, and our users are organic, so we're not spending on our traffic. But I look at the speed with it's my own team, it's just getting to the right decision. Like before, we would A-B test stuff multiple times. We'd have lots of hypotheses because you had the luxury of time. It's amazing what, um, when you remove the luxury of time and you put a lot of pressure, it's amazing how quickly people know what the right answer is when yeah. they don't have the luxury of like analysis paralysis. And yeah. so um, across Silicon Valley and specifically in real estate, I think you're seeing people just get to their end games now. There's no more like, hey, I'm gonna wait two more fundraisers to get to the building this product. Yep. Everything's being built right now because Silicon Valley's trying to build kind of like contactless stuff. I mean, it's yep. been true for decades and now is an environment where that's what's demanded. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. And so I think Pete and Spencer are completely correct with this slight uh, caveat that the tax of that innovation is that a bunch of companies won't make it. Yep, for sure. That always happens. We back in the day of home gain, we wound up acquiring 10 companies. Wow. The dot com bust. And my classic story is we bought one company, we gave away warrants, the VCs are worried about reputation risk, they didn't want to, you know, admit that their their investment went under to their LPs, even though there was no money to show. We gave what I, I wouldn't call worthless warrants, but at the time they weren't that valuable. And uh, we got their distribution, they closed their offices. Unfortunately, there's a lot of layoffs. We hired as many as we could. And we got, in one case, 600,000 in cash and for warrant. So not only did we acquire the- Wow, you acquired cash. <laughs> we got cash for warrants. So. Those are the, the good old days, but there'll be those, there, there'll be those now, regrettably, you know, as you know, the Inman community, I love to support the entrepreneur, no matter what their idea, no matter how crazy, because uh, something always comes out of it, like Pete and Spencer and Rich Bard, they all, you know, they all announced their product at, at Inman, and we support them and support you guys, but you're right, a lot of them are going to go under right now. Hey, is there anything else you'd like to share with the Inman community, particularly the entrepreneur? What What's some advice to the to the young fearless entrepreneur right now, um, hold back, preserve your cash or full steam ahead? Yeah, great question. Uh, I mean, first of all, like resilience is like the best quality of an entrepreneur. Like, I don't think I'm a good entrepreneur because like I went, went to college X or Y or because I have a weird British accent, like, and it helps me sell. Like I'm, I think I'll hopefully be a good entrepreneur because I'm resilient and I'm dogmatic and persistent and like this is hard like th these times are hard and like this is the making of like greatness it, and this is for entrepreneurs it's for realtors it's for people that own their own brokerages like resilience is the most important quality as an entrepreneur there are so many talented entrepreneurs who get spooked by stuff like this and don't make it um and so resilience and sticking it through is key in terms of uh uh, your other question. You haven't mentioned, you know, there's, there's a going bet I have with some of my colleagues. See, it's about 45 seconds into meeting someone. They tell you they went to Harvard and you haven't mentioned once that you got a Harvard MBA, but I would, <laughs> I'm joking. I, but I bet these last two months you've learned as much or the last year than you ever learned at Harvard, right? Oh, good. I, I, I mean, and this is no slight on my education, but like every week as an entrepreneur, you learn more than you did in two years of business school. Yeah. Like 
the amount of stuff you have to deal with. And then so to your, to that, and look, we, we were part of the Inman incubator. We launched, uh, I think we came to Inman as our second ever conference. So like we, we, we were one of your companies and that feel very loyal to the brand. Uh, we just say, yeah, kind of, I think preserve cash while building the right business. Like don't build things that your investors think you should build or things that are maybe a step to a step to then get to your end game. Don't just freeze the year. Like don't write 2020 off but just build your end game now. Like none of, none of us have the time to wait or the cash to wait. Keep, keep cash tight. Try and extend your runway as far as possible and build the right business today. Don't postpone building it because there just isn't enough time. I love it. I love it. Hey, um, I love this interview. And I, you know, it's funny. I, I tell everybody, I meet so many people in passing, like in the green room or in the hallway um, like you were involved in the incubator, but it's this kind of one-on-one -on -one 30 minutes where, um, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of the Inman entrepreneurs, uh, that, that come and are part of our community and you just embody all of that. I always say smart, you got to have smarts, you got to have passion, uh, and you got to have a little money. And if you got those three things, you can get to the moon. And you can become Pete Flynn or, uh, you know, Rich Barton and everything's possible. But I love your energy. You're a very smart guy. I really, really want you to be successful. And I'm going to have my realtor in LA use Zumper. Thanks, Brad. Uh, today, it. you're going to have a new client. Awesome. That's and, awesome. and we'll distribute this everywhere so the realtors can get on board. Because these are the kind of things we're seeing during this isolation. People are adopting these new technologies. They have time to look at them. You know, and they're not two minutes in an exhibit booth or, you know, they really take the time to understand them now because they have the time. So I wish you luck and any final words to the Inman community? Uh, no, first of all, thanks, Brad. Really appreciate the kind words. And for the Inman community, uh, stay safe. Like, uh, let's ride this out and the world will be back. Like, it'll come back. It'll come back in uh, splutters, but the world will return. We'll get there. Just kind of ride it out. We're all in it together. I love it. One for all, thanks, all for one. And Themos, thank you. This is Brad Inman checking out.